25th. Welcome to episode two of You Didn't Ask For My Opinion. My name is Freddie Forte, and uh, we got some old friends and new friends along for this one. Um, let me go ahead and reintroduce you to uh, two guys who were on the show last night. Um, if you remember Ash, um, he was a, a um, contributor to Hashtag She Does, uh, an awesome organization that was um, geared towards, you know, helping the, you know, the homeless, uh, especially homeless women on the streets. And they started a program to start helping, you know, them there. Uh, Ash, why don't you say hi to everybody again? Hey, what's going on? LA, LA in the house. Let's do this. Yep. And also, all the way from Texas, uh, my, my friend, my homie of uh, 14 years, uh, old boy Bobby. Bobby, say hey. Hey, how you guys doing? Uh, life has came at Bobby fast, apparently, because that's not how you sounded last night. But hey, you know, things happen I'm again. I'm my transition uh, to be a woman. Fair enough. Hey, you got to do what you got to do, man. I'm not, hey, I'm not knocking that at all. All right, so we're going to move on anyway, and uh, we're going to introduce a couple of new people. Uh, we're going to keep it, we're going all the way back to the West Coast. Uh, this other, this dude right here, um, I've known him since 2008. Um, he's a pretty solid guy, uh, you know, really good guy, funny guy. Um, I think you'll enjoy him on the thread. Uh, Caleb, say what's up, man. What's going on, everybody? Yeah. Caleb's a good, good dude, man. Uh, basically, family to me. You know, we call each other cousins. So, yeah, I will just say Caleb is my cousin. And uh, last but not least, uh, from up north, Northern California, we won't really hold that against him for now, but as time goes on, depending on what he says, we may. Um, I know him from the Trash Talk group that uh, Ash and I are in. Uh, he's a solid guy, Raiders fan, and that's the only time him and I actually get along um, when it comes to sports. Outside of that, everything else is, you know, up for grabs. Uh, but y'all say hello. Uh, Carlos, why don't you uh, represent uh, say hey. Hey, what's happening, man? From uh, Stockton, uh, 209, like the Diaz brothers. All right, Stockton, that's not a bad area. Okay, I'll give you that, man. Like, yeah, I like, you know, Stockton that bad. Uh, so we'll, you know, we'll, we'll let the rest of that stuff slide. Uh, but yeah, welcome guys. I, you know, um, you know, every time you know I get to do this, man, it's a lot of fun just to see the dynamics and, and you know differences of opinions, views, and you know just humor and all that stuff, whatever. So you guys just bring it. Um, let's have fun with this, man. Let's you know get going. Uh, before we get into everything, as always, you know, as always, this is the second show, but y'all know what I mean. I try to kind of share an experience of something that happened in my life. And uh, if in, any other, you know, point, guys, you know, like in any other episodes, if you guys want to do this, you know, in place of me, whatever, I have no problem with that. But for now, just to kind of get it going. Um, last night, my oldest child, again, I have two, two girls. I have a four-year-old and a two-month-old. My four-year-old um, has, you know, she she goes to a Christian school, um, preschool, BPK, and, uh, you know, they, they're, you know, teaching them a lot about, you know, the Bible and stuff like that. You know, it, you know we, we, we like, for the most part, we do like um, the school and, the, you know, the people teaching. Every once in a while, we get these weird, random stories, or sometimes my daughter says something like, where did you learn that from? Because she's not getting it from us. So at this point, it just seemed like she was just getting it, you know, from the school. This is one of those stories because she's reading the Bible last night. Again, she can't read, but she can see the pictures. We got her one of those picture Bibles. And so she's reading the story of Adam and Eve and she's just, you know, talking and everything like that. And again, what she says next, we don't say. So she got it from somewhere. And this is what she ended up saying. So she's talking about the story. She's like, Mommy, so-and-so, the teacher's name, um, said that they were naked. I'm like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> so, like, my wife just sent me this video and, um, I'm sitting here trying to figure out why is, you know, this teacher talking about, you know, uh, characters in the Bible, you know, get butt naked. But hey, you know, I mean, if, if you have to be graphic so the kid understands the details, that's fine. Maybe not with my four year old and maybe she might be, you know, making it up because sometimes that's what she does. But uh, yeah, that kind of seems like, you know, that was just a funny thing I wanted to share or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just <laughs> sometimes, you know, that's. I, I, I have no idea why that was brought up, but, you know, kind of is what it is. Uh, all right, so let's get into uh, some more things that's going on, you know, kind of around the world, especially in the sports world. Um, Caleb and uh, Ash, we're all Lakers fans, if I'm correct. I believe that we all are fans of that. But right now, something is, you know, it's just kind of, 
this has been a weird year. I mean, especially just now, we just got demolished by the, if all teams, the Indiana Pacers. They don't have Oladipo. They don't have anybody. And they beat us like 136 to 94. No, yeah, 94. 136 points. Um, with like LeBron? It, it, yeah, with LeBron. That was the worst, oh. worst loss that he's ever had on any team that he's started on. 42, man. That was, you know. And on a side yeah. note, on a side note, that's with him not playing Saturday to load management. Yeah, man. Look, y'all barely beat us with that whole load management thing, man. I'm sitting there like, if he didn't play, like, I mean, like, that's crazy. But he actually got on the court tonight and we got destroyed. I'm, I'm very confused. I know what it is and that's best, and that's what we're about to jump into. Um, it definitely has something to do with the trade rumors. You know, you, you see that uh, Anthony Davis wants to be a Laker. At least uh, that's what his agent is telling people. And that could be just a ploy to get other teams to kind of get involved so he can get the deal he really wants. But let's just say that he does want to be a Laker. Um, Magic and Rob Blinka have been, you know, working like crazy to try to offer the best deal. They've basically decided to say, hey, we'll give you our entire uh, young core. We'll give you Lance Stevenson, uh, Michael Beasley. We'll throw in Rajon Rondo. We'll give you two first-round picks. Um, you know, let's, uh, you know, let, let, you know, let, like, let's And do take it. an expiring contract. Yeah. yeah, they take on Solomon Hill's contract. And so we would take money, give them salary cap relief, and give up six players and two draft picks. The Pelican says, no, we want four draft picks, and we want all this stuff. And, like, I mean, it was just ridiculous. And, you know, to the, to the point where, you know, Lakers is like, nah, man, we're, we're good. You know, we see what you're doing. It is what it is. You know, you hear collusion stories with uh, Danny Ainge or the Celtics saying, hold out, we'll give you something better in the summer, knowing doggone well. Kyrie could, you know, flock and leave and, you know, maybe go to New York, maybe go to L.A. Um, you're trying to tell them you're going to trade Jason Tatum for Anthony Davis and, you know, and Tatum's probably not going to be on the table. So, I mean, it's just like, it's, it seems like the Celtics are kind of, you know, going to shoot New Orleans in the foot as well. And, I mean, me being biased, I feel like I would say, like, you know, we're getting the raw end of the deal because people are going to do things like that. But, you know, it, you know we got people... I know, Bobby, how you feel about this. I definitely want to hear from you. And Carlos, well, I want to hear from you as well. Well, I mean, if it was that okay. trade, I wouldn't have that much of a problem with it. With how much they're giving up. I don't think they yeah. would get past Golden State with just them two and garbage around them. No. Um, I mean, I, I just think they just don't want to trade to the Lakers. <laughs> I don't think they want to give them to a Western Conference team. Uh, right. Amazing. Um, two things that were mentioned in, in the whole thing. Um, first, uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron both have the same agent. So there could be some insider trading. Hey, scratch my back. Um, kind of steering him towards the Lakers. I know there was reports saying that um, he was willing to to sign long-term contracts with anybody else. Another thing that wasn't mentioned in the discussion was Anthony Davis has one more year this year and one more year left on his contract. Right. So they don't really need to trade him this year. You know yeah. what I mean? That's one of the things that's not being mentioned. He is under contract for the remainder yeah. of this season and the next season. So something could be worked out yeah. in the in the summer. Yeah. So it's not a trading me now type of thing. I mean, yeah. it's the same thing with uh, Kawhi Leonard. I mean, I don't, San Antonio didn't want to trade with the Lakers. They just, yeah. you know. And, uh, the, and uh, yeah. I remember Shaq back in the day, you know, when he was with the Lakers, he wanted to go with the Mavericks, but they refused to trade with the Mavericks. You know, so I, I just think that they just don't want to trade with the Lakers. So, yeah. You know, you know I, I see that as well. And that's that's a big thing. Um, a good bit of it is not, is it, it could be two things. One, they don't want to trade with the Lakers. And or two, if they do, they're going to want a King's ransom more than what we're willing to give. You think about this. I'm going to go to baseball for a minute. Um, you guys know me, a diehard Dodgers fan. And you see how every time we try to trade with the Marlins, in the past, we were able to trade with the Marlins, no problem. But ever since Don Mattingly has, you know, become the manager for the Marlins, they keep asking for, like, Seager and Bellinger and, you know, and Verdugo and, like, all these players for, like, one player. 
And the reason why they do that is a couple of reasons. One, they can load up their, you know, their farm and be like, hey, we got all these players, you know, all these prospects and stuff like that. You know, we'll be good to go. Because, I mean, they did that with, uh, good grief, I can't remember his name, um, the pitcher that passed away. Uh, man, why am I not remembering? The, the speedboat yeah, yeah, guy. Um, Beckett? Um, no, no, no. Um, oh, 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 Felice. This sounds really bad that I don't read. Yeah, Jose, is it Jose Fernandez? Jose Fernandez. Jose Fernandez. Yeah, yeah. I live out here, and I I couldn't remember the name for a minute. Yeah, but yeah, great like, player. that's what, yeah. But that's what they were wanting for us to get him. And we weren't going to give that up, you know, for him. And obviously, that was smart because Seager won Rookie of the Year. Bellinger went to win Rookie of the Year. It makes sense. They wanted Jock Peterson. Like, they wanted all of our players. Um so when we tried to do it again for JT Real Muto, um, same thing. They were like, no, nah, you're going to give up all this stuff, whatever. And it's just like, and I see the trend and it's just like, okay, so, you know, big market area. You guys have the money. You guys have the means to do all this stuff. We're going to take everything from you. And it hasn't worked. And it's like, it's a game of chicken that we keep losing. It's frustrating. But on the same note, they have something we want and they can have, you know, put whatever price and kind of do all those things. Now, getting back to Anthony Davis, you're right. They do have a contract. They don't have to work anything out this year because he does have another year. But you have to think about this. If you don't work something out, because now um, teams can look at it this way and say, you know what, he only has, you know, uh, a year left. Why don't we just hold off? We're not going to get him now. They're going to try to get a haul from us. He can just walk for nothing and we can get him, you know, um, without having to pay anything and just offer him, a, you know, offer him a solid deal. There's so much and so many elements and layers that's going on right now that I think the Pelicans are, yes, they could uh, wait until the summer and take the risk. But the thing is, if they try to do a deal with a team like the Celtics in the summer or even the Lakers, they're going to lose. And again, they could trade them to any other, other team. And I would be frustrated, but so be it. At least they make the trade before the deadline on Thursday. Because in that case, they're going to get a lot for him. Now, they won't get the same because they're also having to think about this. This guy, they've already taken him off, you know, um, advertising and, and marketing stuff um, with, you know, the, with the videos and stuff at, at the, you know, at the game. So it's obvious that, you know, it's like, okay, they're they're ready to, to move on and, and do that. They're, you know, they're, they're doing all this stuff and they're kind of, the body language that's shown is, you know, we're going to go ahead and, and do that. So there's bad blood there. The fans aren't going to like Anthony Davis anymore because now he's being honest. You know, New Orleans, they haven't had a team to win anything. So, you know, to take away the star player and he said that he just doesn't want to be there anymore. That's going to piss off fans, you know. So you got that there. Do you really want to have that? You're going to have not necessarily a toxic player, but a toxic situation for another year. And that's why I'm sitting here thinking they have to do a deal by Thursday because if they don't, they're going to have to do this for the rest of the, you know, the rest of the season is going to, you know, already go down in flames. But then you also have to look at the fact that, you know, you have this player who could still be here for another year that's going to bring the franchise down just based on, hey, you already know he wants to leave, so why even try to rectify the situation? You're just going to have to hold on to him because you've burned bridges with teams like the Lakers, um, teams like, you know, the Knicks or something like that, because you wouldn't make a trade during the regular season. I, I think that, you know, um, they are gambling and they it could pay off, but hey, at the, at the end of the day, you know, it's just, is it worth it? I don't think it is. And that just, that just brings up a, a point about the NBA as a whole. It's why so few teams win and win consistently, right. because so few teams are willing to make compromises, right? They, they try to make it all about everything that they want if they hold any kind of position of power. And it's like, with the, with the Pelicans case as a prime example, it's like, look, what you're doing is you're looking at the short term and going, oh, I just want to screw the Lakers because, you know, they're the Lakers and, you know, they've, they've won so much and, and everything else. And, and But what, what you're doing is you're just hamstringing yourself later because you're not thinking about your future. You're thinking about your now. And so often what happens, which is what, it's why Jerry West, anywhere he goes, it ends up being a winner because he doesn't think about the now, right? He, he goes in and he thinks about the future and he starts making moves for the future and says, you know what? patience it'll take a little bit it took the it took the Warriors a few years it took the Lakers a few years when he built those those teams up and now they're you know uh Warriors are arguably the greatest dynasty of 
NBA history. Um, now, Bulls people want to argue with me on that, but you know, it's just as far as dominance goes, there's probably never going to be a, a better team assembled, and that was because of stuff that Jerry West put in motion seven, eight years ago when he went to the Warriors initially, and that's that's a problem with the NBA as a whole. So many teams just want to focus on the now. They want to win right now. And it's, dude, I promise you, if you just delay your gratification a little bit, it's going to end up working out so much better for you in the long run. But nobody wants to do that. Not, not very much patience in the NBA. I mean, you have to have stars. To and another thing, too. Anyway. And another thing that's alarming as well, to quote the great philosopher from Louisiana, uh, real G's move in silence like lasagna. <laughs> I mean, look at all the look at all the all the reports. Everything that's reported is leaked. I mean, how how could you get a good poker face when everything that you offer is being reported, right? So okay, now Boston has a chance to counter. Oh, well, they're offering player X Y Z B. I'll give you Q P R and and Y. So I think that's part of the issue. You know, I mean, too many leaks in that organization. Yeah, I think so too. But I think a good bit of the reason why there's leaks and all that stuff happening is to try to get other people to kind of offer more. You've seen that, you know, with other um, other leagues and uh, different sports where it's like, okay, let's try to get someone else to kind of offer something else to um, give us, set us up for the future and do things like that. Which, again, I get it and I understand it. But on the same note, is that really the risk you want to take and end up, you know, losing in the long run when you had a chance to... Um, get rid of a player who obviously isn't going to play for you anymore now you're gambling and you lose like those teams that do that and, and try to take that risk they, they they stumble like look at it again looking at Miami Marlins they tried that stuff with teams like you know LA and um not wanting to make the trades and stuff like that and look at where a lot of those players you know gone and have gone on and done some successful stuff like a good bit of their trades this past season, um, those players have thrived. You know, Christian Yelich, you know, he went from being a, I wouldn't say mediocre player, but like he went from just, you know, just being a, okay, he's on the team and won the MVP. It's like these guys went out and shined. Giancarlo Stanton went out and shined. Uh, Marcelo yeah, Zina, like, I mean, these guys have gone to different teams and have made those teams better. So you keep trying to play these games with these other teams to try to rack up all these prospects it, after a certain point, you know, because not all prospects pan out. Um, you, you can't, you know, you have, to, you have to give at some point. And some of the teams haven't right. figured out when that is, and they're actually dooming their franchises a lot longer, you know, because of it. So, you know, I don't know. I'm just rather interested to see how it's going to pan out. You still got about another day and a half before it all happens, and, uh, Hopefully it works in our favor, but I think at the end of the day, you know, uh, it'll, you know, uh, someone's going to be upset and someone's going to get screwed. So hopefully it's not that so, bad. I feel better. So you're willing to give up all that for David? After the way they played tonight, yeah. Yeah. I mean, seriously. And that's, <laughs> okay. and that's crazy. Like tonight, because the chemistry is gone. Like you, like you got, you, you got these guys who are, are tired of hearing Oh man, I'm gonna. You're gonna get traded. You're gonna get traded, and now it's just like you know what? Uh, bump it. So why? Why should I play good? They don't. You know, they know they're probably not gonna be on the team 48 hours from now. So why should they give their all? They're trying to stay in decent shape so that they don't get injured, so that they their trade stock doesn't plummet because it has plummeted. Kyle Kuzma has been dealing with back issues and stuff. Uh, thank goodness uh, Ingram's healthy. Ball is out for another five or so weeks. Rondo just got back. Really? Um, yeah, like it's it's crazy. Like uh, Hart is good, but he was dealing with I think a, like some meaty stuff. Like these guys have to they have to strategize what they're doing because they realize you know we're going to get traded. So if we're going to get traded, we might as well get you know get a good deal or uh, be put in a good situation because right now it's just not there. Um, it's frustrating because that's just you know that's kind of how it is. But like yeah, I mean it's. Um, after how the Lakers played tonight, whether it was a chemistry thing or a um, worrying about myself, making sure I'm in good shape for a trade thing, yeah, I think you need to make a deal. Would I have said get rid of the entire young core and two first-round picks? No. But at this point, you need to do something. So I think New Orleans, like I said, they're either going to look back and uh, 
and wow, I just anyone else just saw that Bleacher that Bleacher Report uh, thing that said there's a lot of uh, distance between LeBron and everyone else. Like the bench is just they are like nah. Yeah, he said he said in three spaces, three seats in between everybody. Wow. I'm I'm wondering. I'm trying to figure out what like who. Like is it was it LeBron that did the space or was it everybody else or what? Like what was it? Uh, Zvi or Zvi? It's LeBron. He could he could scoot yeah. over. Zvi or whatever. He fell on the ground and Stevenson saw him and nobody helped him up. Like the Lakers are they are shot man. They're shot out. <laughs> so they gotta yeah. This is oh. this is worse. But who does that fall on? Does that fall on Magic or does that fall on LeBron? I think it falls. I think on it LeBron. falls on LeBron too. And I mean again, I'm a fan of the Lakers. I'm a fan of LeBron. I love what LeBron does off the you know off the court. But in this situation right here, because the load management thing, you know, being out for 35, 37 days, um, all of this stuff, and it seems like everything is a chess, you know, it's a chess, uh, you know, it's a chess match to him, but it's at the expense of everybody else. He's being, everyone else is being sacrificed um, so that he can advance. And I get that, but it's like, I can understand like some of the, um, the Lakers groups I'm in, some of the people are a little frustrated because he's come in and everything's being switched around. It looks like they want, you know, Luke Walton now to, you know, to, to not be the coach anymore. They want to get rid of the young guys and get into vets and stuff like that. And I get it, you know, because they're trying to build something, you know, for years to come. You don't want to be frustrated on that. Look, we got 16 championships. The, the Celtics have 17. To me, we win another one. I'm good. I don't have to do another dynasty. I'm good. I've seen, I've seen the Lakers since I've been a fan win five championships. So for me, one more ring compared to like four or five, six more rings down the line, man, I'm good. I'm 34. I'm good. I've, I've, I've seen my team win that. Um, so, yeah, I think they need to make the deal. I think it's I, I gotta, I gotta interject on this. this that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous, Freddie. I, I can't, I can't stand for that. I, I, I would want more banners in my rafters, plain and simple, be it for my kids to see, my grandkids to see, whatever the haters. I want more banners in the rafters you know what i mean and i want more than boston and i want more than boston and new orleans clearly clearly knows the situation that we are in and rondo and 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 easily ain't gonna get it done you know what i mean like that's not that's not even like a that's barely an offer in my opinion you know what i mean to them and they're from their opinion you know what i mean and you know look they know the lakers are wanting to get their guy essentially and they have the leverage like as an organization now, and especially like you guys said, Western Conference, like you're not going to give it to them in, in in spades, that's for sure. Yeah, no, you're right. At the end of the day, it boils down to AD being what two, three, maybe fourth best player in the league, not in the conference. In the yeah. league, AD is top five. Who do you got? Um, Curry, Durant, LeBron, um, the Greek Freak, Harden, and then him. I mean, and that's interchangeable. So he's a he's a top six, top seven talent, no doubt. So you just don't give someone like that away. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and you get that. You you're not just gonna just give it up for you know like you know a, a bag of peanuts and you know and, and coke or something. I get that, and I understand that. But on the same note, to sit there and try to you know devour a person's team and expect someone to actually you know do that, it's just not gonna happen. And that's what that's I'm saying. Like, and, and that's what 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 are they devouring? Um, sub 100 points. Hey, look. Uh, hot, t- maybe 70. They're pretty much giving up the squad that went right to the ninth seed last yeah. year. I mean, this, like the team, I mean, again, this the, the team isn't, they're not great. Like, as is right now, With if everyone was healthy, we would be able to get at least the eighth seed. I think we would still be good. I don't think there are nine other teams, uh, uh, correction, eight other teams better than us in the Western Conference. However, that's about as far as it's going to get. The fact that we are, you know, struggling right now is not a shock to anybody. Um, but the thing is, had LeBron been there, our record would be a lot better. We was like, what, 6-11, and 6-12 and 12 without him? Um, it's just, you know, it, it, pretty, it was pretty bad. But have him on the team, and it definitely automatically makes the team better. So, um, you know, I definitely think moves, the moves need to be made for us to go um, – to go further it's just not happening this year and I think everyone knows that but I think they want us to be geared up for it because think about this you have AD on the team you had that cryptic you know call where uh, Kyrie called uh, LeBron while he was with Kevin Love the irony in that um, but he called to apologize for you know wanting the spotlight wanted to be 
the guy and uh, uh, saying that you know he just wanted the LeBron the LeBron love song dedicated to Kyrie. Yeah. You guys recall that? It just yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. But the whole I mean the whole thing right now it just sounds like what it seems like. If Kyrie wanted to come to LA now, it seems like it would be more feasible. And so if you know things happen and AD makes the team, you know, and joins the team this year. There will be a third star next year. Who it is, I don't know. If we take on Solomon Hill's contract, it's probably going to knock out someone like uh, Kevin Durant. Um, or, you know, again, I'm not saying Kevin Durant would end up coming, but it's just someone of that tier or caliber, like that salary or whatever, gone. Um, it may give us a chance to get someone like Clay. Um, you, you still might give us a chance to give us uh, someone like Kyrie if they're, you know, someone willing to take a cut. But, like, at the end of the day, like, uh, we definitely lose some, you know, we, we lose some things um, if we if this deal goes through as is. I don't think we should have given up that much, but I definitely think that we do need to get rid of um, some of those things. If we keep one young core guy, I think we'll be good. It's just unfortunate that, you know, it, 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 Kuzma's going to be the one that has to, you know, like, it's a non-negotiable. He has to go. Um, so, you know, that, it's frustrating, but hey, that, again, that's what it is. In order for us to get Anthony Davis, we're going to have to, you know, get rid of some people we don't want to get rid of. So, you know, that's just the nature of the beast. So. It's worth it yeah. in the end. I think you get you set yourself up for the future, current future, like recent. You know, LA is becoming relevant. There's like a pressure in the city in a lot of ways, and like, and LA has come up short twice now, three times now, really, in the recent years, right? For yeah. championship, like, there's a there's a fervor for it that you have to like address in a certain way in that regard too, just as like a culture of the city and what is expected. You know what I mean? You want to keep filling seats, like you have to maintain a certain. There, there's not. Oh well, we'll get the eight seed and maybe we'll get somewhere into the playoffs. It's are we going to win or are we not? Like, are we yeah. going to take the chip? Yeah, unless you're the LA Kings. If you're the eighth seed, you're not going to win the championship. So it's not enough. So it's just you know, and, and that's just that's just where we are. Um, I feel like the last, if I'm correct, the last team to win a championship in LA was Sparks. And no knock to the, you know, no knock to the WNBA. It's just a matter of that's not as appealing as the Lakers is. The Sparks don't have the prestige that the Lakers do. So the fact that, you know, we're knocking on the door, but we're not being able to get in is frustrating. The fans want more, especially if you have those fans who are Dodgers and Lakers fans to see the Dodgers get so close and, you know, and to just get destroyed. Um, it's frustrating. So after a while, it's a matter of, look, we're tired of losing, and people will get hysterical and say things like trade the entire roster. Um, let's, you know, get some new blood. Let's do some crazy things. They want the crazy stuff because they are, they don't have hope in anything else because we've been, get, you know, they, we've been fed the line of just, you know, wait, let the kids, you know, grow up, let the kids do this, let the kids do that or whatever. And it's like, it's just starting to get, it's starting to get to a point where it's like, you know what, it's just, you can't, you know, you can't use that anymore. It's just definitely, you know, you can't use that as a, as a selling base, yeah, um, selling line because no one's believing it. Um, it's just, uh, you know, it's not a thing. So I mean, the Magic and Rob are swinging to the fences on every um, trade option that they have, so that you know people know that they're for real. But on the same note, it's just after a certain point, you gotta, you know, you, you gotta cut your losses. So hopefully, um, like I said, hopefully things it works out for us. But you know, if that doesn't happen, we gotta start looking at uh, option plan or B. We got less than forty-eight hours to kind of figure that out. So, um, yeah, yeah. All right, so um, that was a good one. I want to um, hit up the on this day really quick, and then we'll get into the topic of the day. Because, I mean, the sports thing, obviously, we're all sports guys, and that can go on forever. Uh, really quick, on this day, shout out to uh, Hank Aaron. Um, Hank Aaron was born on this day, and uh, I think he's, what, 85 years old today? Uh, you know, to be still be on this earth and you know and still you know still kicking at 85 is pretty awesome um for those of you guys who may not know who hank aaron is um he is uh, still to some people the owner of the um home run um, <laughs> title not everybody agrees that he's hit the most home runs if they're a San Francisco Giant fan or even a fan of Barry Bonds they will say the opposite they will say that it is Barry Bonds who owns the um the record, but hey, that's just it all just depends on what you know, what side you are on that one, but um, still, the fact for him to be able to do that um, to be an African American man to be able to do that and get that record and uh, eclipse Babe Ruth again, who was a phenomenal player in his own right, 
Um, I mean, that, that's pretty awesome. So, yeah, shout out to Hank Aaron and uh, happy birthday. And then if I can also throw out there uh, one of the guys who will probably join us eventually, um, my homie Thomas. Uh, it's his birthday as well. Um, not so much a legend as Hank. But he's a Braves fan, so I just want to give him a shout-out. He will eventually join us on one of the podcasts as well. All right, so let's get to the final thing, and uh, we'll talk about this, and then, uh, you know, kind of just let it go for however long it goes, and then we'll be good. So, during um, Super Bowl weekend, it got out that uh, rapper 21 Savage um, lied about being from, you know, the States, lied about being from Atlanta, um, when he's actually from the UK. So he's been detained by ICE and now he is on the verge of being deported. And immediately when people heard about that, they went in on him. Like jokes, memes, just everything just started flying out of the woodworks. And it, you know, it was hilarious. And it was really, you know, it was funny to most people. One of those people that was really funny to was Demi Lovato. Now Demi Lovato is an amazing singer. Um, he's phenomenal in what she does. But she posted and very easy on the eyes. <laughs> she she posted yeah. one of the uh, one of the memes or something like that. And she she took a shot at the Super Bowl because everybody else took shots at the Super Bowl too. But she said um, her favorite part of the Super Bowl was a meme of Twenty One Savage, and people went in on her on Twitter. Um, and the first thing they went after was her. Um, um, you know, her drug abuse and stuff like that and having to go to rehab and how, you know, they're really concerned because she almost OD'd or she did OD or something like that. Um, like, everybody reminded her of that, including uh, Wale and stuff like that. I was like, look, you had a lot of people who were uh, praying for you, lifting you up when you were going through things. This man is going through stuff. Um, you, you, you can't do that. So... <laughs> she deleted her Twitter because she was getting drugged through the mud like crazy. Uh, especially if it's black Twitter, you don't mess with black Twitter. And like she just she heard it all, you know, the entire day. So she deleted her Twitter and then went to Instagram and continued to defend herself. But then not only that, she then fired shots at Wale. And it's like, wait, hold on, whoa, 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 whoa. Why are you going after him? He's trying to help you. And under no circumstances was he trying to attack her. He's trying to remind her, look, these people were in your corner, and now you're going after someone they like. That's not good for you. He didn't go, um, he still took the high road and kind of just let it be. And so if that's where it ended, that would be one thing. But then Tommy Loren decided to jump in it too. And she, you know, she used his lyrics and, you know, and kind of tried to make fun of him. And then Cardi B, oh my God, the fact that there is Twitter beef or beef of any kind between Tommy and Cardi B is the funniest thing in the world. But Cardi B reminded her that she would get, she would dog walk her if she was, you know, if she didn't leave her alone. But then she reminded her, look, don't make me get a leash. And so that was the first part of it. Then Nicki Minaj jumped in on it. And that's another thing. If, if, if something like this brings Cardi B and Nicki Minaj to the same side, because those two don't like each other either, but if they're now saying the same thing and coming against you, it, it's, it's like hell freezing over, like we mentioned a couple of nights ago. Uh, it, it's like, that's, that's a crazy scenario there. But those two are in it. Then the game, the rapper of the game came in, and then he ripped her a new one. And what he said was probably one of the most filthiest attacks I've ever seen or heard from anyone like it was so bad but like this woman like she like she is known for saying things and flying off the handle and saying whatever she wants to say and not you know not necessarily holding her tongue but then she had the nerve to say something about her ancestors uh, discovered or founded America or, and I'm like okay we are we are we are definitely losing this battle like I mean it's just, it's just like she's asking for it so my thing is, my, my question or the topic that I'm talking about is when it comes to things being posted online, when is it appropriate to make jokes? When is it not appropriate to make jokes? And if you're going through something, is it wise for you to you know crack fun when at the end of the day, you probably shouldn't be the one to say something? So if you guys want to chime in and give your thoughts, and then I'll kind of give mine afterwards as well. And just don't do it on Twitter or Instagram. <laughs> my thoughts just never say anything on there it's not worth it yeah so i kind of i kind of i'm very big on in on twitter 
um, I don't post any pictures of uh, my family on Twitter because I've seen they're savages, right? Like there's there's someone with a fake Abby who who just will no, nothing's off limits. So once you post something online, I believe it's fair game. Um, you, you're putting it out there. Um, I had a situation where a couple of guys just joking around. Somebody posted a picture of their of a lady talking about oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Someone posted a picture about their mom saying that um, she broke up with her husband and she lost 50 pounds. And me just being just funny, just trying to be funny, I said that she would have lost the weight before she got divorced, maybe she still have a husband. Uh, and I got everything from, but it was joking, right? Like that's, that it was a joke. Right. I, and I got everything from you're hilarious to you're an asshole. But I mean, you put it out there. If you accept the good, you got to accept the bad as well. Yeah. yeah, true. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. And like, and I'm very careful, like, especially like when I use social media and stuff, I don't, I try not to post uh, pictures of my family unless it's on a private account that, you know, only, you can only see it if with friends. Because I did have someone like one of the trash talks groups that we were in, one guy decided to take it personal. He, um, he uh, photoshopped his face on a picture with me and my wife. And oh, that oh, struck. Oh. That struck wow. a nerd, and like I've never, I've never been that angry at someone I've never met before. But the minute that he decided to use my personal picture because I was owning him in trash talk, it was just like, okay, this is just—it's not funny anymore. This is not, you know, this is not the whole point of this. And so, like, yeah, so I'm definitely like, all right, if that's the route we're going, nah, I'm done. So I block him. Usually, I don't block people, but if it if it becomes something like that, I'm like, nah we're done like if, the, if that's the right you gotta go um so that was kind of you know that part was kind of nerve-wracking because again i mean that's that's my wife like i mean don't you know don't 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 go there you know like i don't post this stuff yeah. uh, who i am and when i say this when i say who i am um when you see me outside of trash talk rooms um it's different than who i am in trash talk rooms when i get in there i come in there i unwind you know i crack jokes you know i'm, I'm, I'm trolling and everything like that and well you may see some of that um, outside of the trash talk rooms, you'll see me post a lot more encouraging, inspirational, spiritual stuff, whatever, away from that. Because that's, you know, my platforms are different. Um, I'm not one to be serious or take myself serious in the trash talk rooms. That's all for fun and for sport. But the minute you start putting my family into the you know, into the equation, that's when I'm just like, okay, you, you, you clearly... Um, or taking it a little bit too far because your feelings are hurt and I'm just like I'm good so yeah I, I try to stay away from that um you know for those things whatever because it's just you know it's not worth it but uh yeah definitely you want to you know <laughs> kind of leave those things uh, uh you know kind of get away from that and avoid that for sure um I, I would say my thoughts on the situation um you know Demi I mean I can't I understand what Demi was doing um, she was trying to be funny, like everybody else. Look, I've seen so many memes. One of my boys, like he's posted, he's, trying to sit at the cool you know, he's posted so many things, and it's funny, and he was doing it for humor. But it's just a matter of, Jimmy, you've just kind of recovered from going through some things. You need to stay on that track for a minute. You you need to you need it to lay low. In your situation, unfortunately, due to your you know your choices, it probably would have been better for you to lay low. But then she's like, F Twitter, this is why I don't use it. And, uh, you know, and defending yourself and then um, bashing someone else. Like, you just, you jealous? Or she mentioned about Wale, you know, um, saying, you know, don't think I didn't forget that you, you know, sent me some messages or whatever. Apparently he slid in her DMs a long time ago. And, and she wanted to remind him of that. After he was encouraging her to, you know, just be sensitive of 21 Savage's situation. And so then he responded with, I'm still not going there with you. I'm glad you saw those old texts. I hope you saw all the positive stuff that I was saying to you as well when you were recovering. And like, it was crazy because he's still sitting here like, I hear you. I hear you, Queen. I hear what you're trying to do. I hear you trying to, you know, trying to drag me down and try to, you know, to make yourself feel better because people are addressing you. But I'm not going there with you. And I want you to know that I still support you. I'm just here to help. And like, that, that was good. Um... I don't think under any, you know, I, 21 Savage being deported is not funny, but the whole situation, like, 
no one knew that he was, you know, from the UK. That part is hilarious because now, you know, um, people are just making jokes, and it's just like, you know, it's like kind of with Slick Rick. I didn't know he was from, you know, I didn't know he was uh, from Europe. Like, whoa, that kind of came out of nowhere. It's just like, oh, that's kind of a shot. Um, you know, it's it's funny, but it's not funny that this dude, you know, could lose his family and have to go back, you know, um, go back to the UK. That's that that part's not funny at all. To being able to know the differences, you know, is one thing. It's just timing for her. But Tommy, she intentionally knew what she was doing, and she said everything she said with, um, with, with you know, with the for it to mean exactly how it was said. That's just how she is. And the thing is, she keeps doing this because she, you know, a couple of things: one, people are giving her a platform, and two, she doesn't think that you know, she thinks she's uh, invincible. She can just say whatever she wants and get away with it. And the thing is, that doesn't work with everybody. There's certain audiences that that's not going to fly forever. And again, Black Twitter is Black Twitter is one of those words like that's not going to work. You tried it, and now you're just getting you, you're getting like she's getting read like crazy right now. Um, you just you <laughs> you cannot you cannot under any circumstances. The thing is, um, she could have started saying stuff about R. Kelly, and people would have ripped her a new one. She could have started saying stuff about Bill Cosby, someone would have ripped her a new one. It has absolutely nothing to do with the individual and what they've done it's just a certain person like ma'am this is this is not one of those things where you get to have a conversation too you need to you need to chill out and it's unfortunate that that's kind of a you know a thing where it's like yeah we can talk about this but you can't but at this situation because of this what she's known for or who she's known for um coming after colin kaepernick the way she has you know time and time and time again for her, it would have been best for her to just stay completely away from the situation, and she chose not to. And as a result, you know, people are just <laughs> there and just letting her have it. And uh, I don't know, me, I, I don't think she I don't cares. mind it at all. She doesn't care because you know it, it, it's going to die down, and eventually, you know, something else, something new is going to pop up, whatever. And she's, you know, she's just going to go on about her life. But it's just like, you know, that's fine. But on this one, it. it she's definitely earning every bit of the criticism she's about to get because it's just like look you you just keep mentioning you keep talking about you know these people this community and like the community's gonna keep you know they're gonna fire back at you so you know sorry if you hear something in the background I'm trying to carve with this meat just to make sure it's good so I don't you know make myself sick but uh yeah this uh, pork loin looks pretty good man sorry it's not a cooking uh, thing but I just wanted to <laughs> make y'all aware that I'm just you know I'm carving up some meat really quick for uh, lunch tomorrow but yeah Yes. Yeah, so anybody else got any, any thoughts I'll, on that? I was gonna jump in, backtrack a little bit, and give uh, uh, support actually. So right. I, I think uh, tweeting that memes are funny is one of the most ridiculous things to sit there and say that people, you know, someone's so offensive now because the memes weren't about him getting kicked out of the country, like you said. The the memes weren't about family. The memes were like. He is writing with a quill pen, and and that's because he's from Britain, and so that's funny. And that was the irony of that and the joke of that. Like it's the internet. The internet's going to be savage about everything that new information that just comes to the table. It's it's a consuming table of savagery with memes. That's just the nature of the beast. Like people know it. And so like her saying that some memes about him being a British citizen and the way that they cleverly captured that being funny isn't her mocking him or laughing at him being deported like that's that's a stretch like by and far in my opinion and she deleted it because she was tired of the, the the dumb stuff she did sound really weak by telling why why like oh you know you're just mad i didn't hit you back in the dms or whatever like that's just petty but she was also upset but the part about like yeah. laughing like get off her dude that's ridiculous like you guys are making something out of nothing you're like stretching just to have something to hate on yeah and that's i mean but that's that's the state of you know social media now it's just a matter of um, yeah <laughs> and it's just look and, and like and the funny thing is for me i think um because like growing up we would talk smack to each other and you'd have that one kid that's not really talking trash because he knows that if he opens up his mouth or if he laughs someone's gonna look at him and like wait why are you laughing and they come they go in on him too that's kind of how the situation is right here with Demi. It's like, wait, 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 Demi, are you really talking about someone? Because now we could go in, go in on you too, because everybody else is going on and going in on Twenty One Savage, and then you jumped in. Was like, oh no, out of all people, it's just they they 
they served they just she served it up like she was just like hey I'm gonna make fun of you know I'm gonna laugh too and say all this stuff and like oh you just opened up the floodgates and you know it's unfortunate she just got caught in crossfire um and it's see but to her defense to her defense I think she she subscribes to the thing of uh all publicity is uh publicity is not on black twitter when usually anybody nobody on black twitter knows she is but now I mean now people know she's been oh she's the chick that got into it with Cardi B she's the chick that got into it with uh, with Nicki Minaj so she's opened herself to a whole new audience and and nowadays I, I call it the, the Donald Trump effect is where you just say something outrageous a- aka the Skip Bayless effect right like oh, you say outrageous things just for the fact yeah. of, no but it's the same thing it's the same yeah. uh, we live we now live in a world where you say something crazy just uh oh well he just said something crazy what's he gonna say next and now people are hanging on her every word just for the fact because she's gonna say something crazy yeah. outlandish cells you are yeah, like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah yeah troy aikman is gay like it's the same thing oh. he, you're saying outrageous things just exactly well no that's what he got famous for right in his book that he said that you want that's it was his first initial crazy thing was that he had rumors of troy aikman being gay and that's what got he him on part of the interruption yeah he, he re- it's all it's, it's pretty much the same thing he refuses to go on fs1 like he will not go on there because of skip <laughs> Oh yeah, I don't blame and Skip, and, and Skip Bayless's book, he he called him gay, and that's the whole. That's how he came about. He was a reporter for the uh, Fort Worth, Dallas, Texas, the FTD. Is that what they call it? Uh, or, uh, Dallas Morning News. And then yeah, no, the whole uh, Fort Worth, Dallas, Dallas the, the whole area right there. Yeah, DFW. Yeah, there you go. He was a reporter for there, and then that's how he became famous, covering the Cowboys yeah. and making outlandish awesome. things like that. But that's. That's the whole and, thing. And. See the oh, thing with like that, and then like Demi's thing in a lot of ways, kind of bridging these a little bit is like you you have a situation where someone like for him or like Tommy, they both got famous off like some ridiculous information, right, or ridiculous statements, right? Whereas yeah. like Demi barely said she laughed about a meme, and now people think it's acceptable to joke about her substance use. Like that's not apples for apples. Dude. Yeah. yeah, and like I said, I think We're if we had to, like I said, if we had to, um, if we had to compare the two, and, and, and that's what we're doing. If we're comparing Demi Lovato versus, you know, Tommy Loren, obviously Demi was saying it to be funny the same way that, you know, we would have posted some of that stuff to be funny. And it's just, unfortunately, she just kind of, she walked into it. And it's, it's, I'm not, you know, I'm not excusing it at all. I, I think with Demi, it's just, it messed up. She didn't help her case when she went after Wale, who was trying to help her. Uh, yeah. and, and so in that in that situation, I'm like, look, I was here, I was with you until that point right there. You, I get it, your feelings are hurt, but you, you know, you can't do that. You got to stand down. But Tommy Loren, that was an intentional. She she didn't post to me. She posted lyrics and changed the lyrics to make it seem, like, you know, because uh, I um, had, you know having them in possession. She did she that on purpose. Dumb. Uh, Just, like, yeah. She sounded dumb and unoriginal, which was exactly her shit. The, I'm about to say, yeah, yeah, dumb and unoriginal. Basically, that's it right there. So, I mean, exactly how <laughs> like she sounded. Weird, that's huh? what she wanted. And so, like, for her, and that's... And I seen so many better memes, like the memes that were out there, like, with him and muskets and, like, him sipping tea. Like, there were so many better memes that she could have went about, but that, like, the one, two, three, four, five, six ice agents at my door. Like, come on. She could have been funnier yeah. than that, like put some yeah, effort I mean, into she's, it. She's whack, man. I mean, that's and that's that's the thing. I don't think she could have been better. I just think she's whack. You know, I mean, that's that's, that's her. She's always been that way. Inferences off of her own dumb like reference, like okay, so how is it you have these agents at your disposal? What what uh, acts did you have to commit yourself? Like, what's going on here? Like, you've got guys disposal, huh? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. What did she do? I mean, she's in, I know she was a, a, a new anchor, but what did she Fox, do? Well, yeah, I mean, that's what she was. She she worked for the Blaze at one point, and then she got fired. I think she was she was fired because um, her views on um, 
like pro-choice and pro-life were skewed or uh, in opposition to what the Blaze uh, views were. And then she got picked up by Fox News. So it's like, it, I, I liken that to, and this is going to sound bad because I'm, you know, I'm still oh. there. It's, I liken it to... Hey, real quick, remember? Yeah, go ahead. Her initial spotlight thing was uh, the Jay-Z drug dealer thing, correct? Oh, like that that's what put her... Right? Yeah, I think so. I, I, a lot of it was she was going after, you know, um, going after a lot of pop if culture. I'm not, if not, you know. If I'm not mistaken, she she went at Jay-Z for saying that uh, her husband sold drugs, right? The Beyonce, your husband was an ex-drug dealer. That was her first, like, mm. her first oh, pop culture. Am I mistaken about that? No, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you're right. I just have to go back. I don't. I don't remember her first thing at all. I just remember out of nowhere, this rambling, whiny, annoying person just started, you know, ranting about all the stuff that I could care less about. And it's like, man, here she is again. And then she started talking about Kaepernick. I'm like, oh my gosh, please stop. You know, it's just, so I don't even remember what her first thing was, but you know, it was just a matter of, and it's more and more, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy. The Skip Bayless effect. It's yeah. more than that. She's a blonde, white female that agrees with conservative men. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Until when it comes to women's rights about their bodies, when it comes to, you know, um, abortion and stuff, she's pro-choice. And that's just the weirdest yeah, thing. Because yeah. she's, one of the, she's one of the few conservative women I know that's pro-choice. And so, I mean, hey, no, not if that's what it is, that's fine. But that, I mean, that's her. But that's what got her canned. Um, as far as I remember, that's that's kind of what got her to boot. So, um, yeah, like <laughs> that whole thing is crazy. But yeah, so it, it's just she knows what she's doing. She knows that if she takes on these people, she doesn't have to listen to what anyone else says. She'll, she'll throw a comment here, or there, a jab at Cardi B and Nicki Minaj, and then just block the whole thing and just move on with her life. And you know, and she, in that situation for her, she wins. Demi Lovato, on the other hand, she didn't need this. Like, I mean, for her, that, that, that's a blow. For someone that's going through things, and that's kind of the reminder, you just went through something catastrophic. It's probably not the best time. The timing is bad. If you were a couple of years removed from this, that's fine. But this just happened in 2018. Literally, if I can remember, it's like six months ago. Not, not, the, the timing was bad. It's just, again, it doesn't make it right. But like, so you're, you're unallowed to speak about funny memes because you went through something yourself and don't want jokes made about you. Like that's so applicable to so many more people if we actually knew things about people's true lives. Like, yeah. but we don't only because we're not celebrities, right? But if I like knew like intimate details about your life because you're, you know, it's gotten reported to everybody, that doesn't inherently make it open season, you know, in my opinion, you know what I mean? like. I don't know. I like I said, she didn't make any direct like the wallet thing was whack. That was ridiculous. But she didn't make any sort of direct like joke of his actual deportation. It was like you said, the knowledge of becoming knowing he's British, which nobody knew. Like nobody knew he was yeah. British. That was yeah. all. Yeah. But he, okay. Yeah. But I think going back to what Carlos said, uh, I it did make it open season. It didn't make it right. I think that's the biggest thing. There's no justification. To going after her because of that or whatever because again if you look at the situation you can tell what she what she meant by it it's but again when you do this it doesn't matter look is look ray lewis could be an upstanding citizen for the rest of his life and people are still going to bring up the fact that he was involved with a murder and got off of it got away with it Snoop yep. dog you know it's good lord Snoop dog you know he could turn his life around and and all this stuff, you know, he even did a gospel album. He's still going to be known for weed and pimping and, you know, and, and women and murder. He literally killed the guy. Exactly. He literally killed the guy. Right. And got away with it. Like, all these things will keep getting brought up. And so, I mean, a, a lot of it is no matter what you do, there's, there, you know, there is a, there, there is a people out there who are, will always be forever offended. Nothing you do will ever change that. And it's unfortunate because now you have to walk on eggshells. Um, you have to walk around like, you know, uh, you're in a glass house and you got to be careful because people will never let you live it down. That's unfortunately, you know, that's the fall of man. Humanity as a whole is terrible when it comes to forgiveness. You know, and there's some people who every, I think everyone deserves to be forgiven, but that doesn't mean you forget what they do. 
under no circumstances do you forget what they do. And when it comes down to it, there's some people who have done stupid things who do deserve a second chance. But there are people who hold on to things forever and they'll never get that chance. In this case, Demi. Demi Lovato made, you know, she made a bad choice uh, when it came to like drugs and stuff like that. It was her choice to make. She made a bad one. And now no matter what she does, she'll be remembered for that. And there's nothing she can turn her life around and people are still going to want to bring it up. Just people are petty. It's unfortunate. She got caught in the crossfire. Like I said, the timing was bad. And it's just a matter of, and I mean, I don't look, I don't know 21 Savage's music. I'm not going to sit there and say like, oh, okay, you know, this, this is probably why everybody's coming after him. But if I'm correct, when I saw the, I think it was the XXL uh, freshman class from, I think it was two years ago, he was in it, and uh, Lil Yachty, and uh, like Kodak Black, and, and all these rappers, and I'm sitting here like, this was the group that, you know, this is the freshman class? Because, like, in my opinion, I'm just, I don't know what it is. I mean, I guess maybe it's me being in my 30s. They're not that great, in my opinion. Maybe the flow and delivery is just different. You know, the times are different. But I just didn't see them as someone like, wow, they're, you know, they're really good at what they do. So I think to these kids, a lot of these, you know, these kids out here who got offended came right after her because they can relate to him. You know, that, like, his style is something that, that's important. You just kind of came after, you know, my idol, so I'm not going to let you have it. That's kind of how I feel. Maybe most of it was that, but then of course it's just, oh, really, white girl? That's what you want to do? You want to come after her? Uh, come after? Um, come after him? Nah, you're gonna get it. She just got. She was in the wrong place a long time in, in her situation. So she definitely. It's unfortunate. She, you know, I'm sure she'll recover. She'll be fine. She'll probably pull her Twitter back up. She'll be okay. But Tommy Loren, um, she takes the W because people are still gonna be talking about her even if she is getting dragged. And that's exactly what she wanted. Demi didn't want that. what happened to her. Tommy actually did because now people can't, you know, they're going to tune in. They're going to get her more publicity and notoriety and stuff like that. And and that still make her money just like that. Like she wins the whole situation um, yeah. by losing, which is crazy. But that's just how it is. Demi lost by, you know, she, she lost by losing. Well, well here's the difference in, in the two situations, right? Um, the the Tommy girl, she never responded. Demi Lovato read the comments and she responded to it. I mean, if you look at the, uh, I say 99% of the threads on, on um, especially Twitter, if you look at the responses, um, everybody just goes at everybody's net. The difference is the the Tommy chick, she, she never responded. She posted what she posted and that was it. And um, Demi Lovato actually read the comments and was hurt and she responded to the hurtness. So right there, she's showing that she's affected by the comments and she's reading the comments and she's letting the people with the comments win, right? And I think that's half, half the battle. If you look at it, go on Twitter. Sometimes people uh, post, I'll oh, just read the thread, um, smiley face, smiley face, laughing, crying face, right? It's 99% of the comments is people fishing for likes. And I think that's what it was. Demi Lovato actually uh, responded to it and uh, she was affected by it. On the other hand, the, the Tommy girl was not. She just posted what she posted, and all the clicks, all the likes, all the response is her winning because she never responded to that. I mean, this means not to a, uh, to a, she responded to Cardi B and Nicki Minaj, but not necessarily a random guy with 200 followers. Yeah, you know what I mean? She 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 throws a grenade in the front of the way. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Uh. It's craziness. Uh, I'm sure it's going to pick up again tomorrow. Someone's going to say something or do something or whatever. I, for one, can't wait to see what happens next. But, um, you know, I mean, obviously the whole 21 Savage thing, man, hopefully it, it works out and, you know, things will happen. I mean, he's been here for so long. He's been here since he was, what, 12? I mean, good grief. You know, he was a kid when he got here. I mean, hopefully that works out. But, you know, um, either way, I really hope the situation turns around for Demi and, you know, Tommy, like, I just look. God, that poor child. I'm just <laughs> she ain't worried about nothing, but you know that that kind of is what it is there. Oh man, look, we have been going at it, um, you know, a good almost hour, um, and it's it's been a blast. And I definitely want to make sure that we pick this up and keep going with it, um, guys. You did an awesome job, um, man, Caleb. I don't know what happened, but Caleb kind of you know he disappeared after a while. I think it's the Kenny effect again. Uh, Kenny last <laughs> night kept going in and out. 
but you know, but guys, I do want to thank you for uh, contributing. I, I definitely like the differences and opinions and stuff like that, man. Um, we would definitely keep this up. Um, probably not going to do a, a podcast tomorrow just because um, it's date night for me and the wife. Uh, so her and I, you know, we it's, my, my daughter has. Look, we draw my daughter out. She has a club at the, the uh, school that she goes to, so we drop her off there, and then we take, you know, our newborn out. We'll go grab something to eat or something like that. But um, yeah, so I'm probably just gonna invest time in that. But uh, I'd love to definitely pick this back up um, in the next couple of days. Go, so let's let let's let the trade trade deadline hit, and then we'll you know definitely have some stuff to talk about on that one. Um, Carlos, I know you had an, uh, a topic that you wanted to talk about as well. Um, let, maybe let's bring that up to the next one as well, um, and we'll, we'll definitely get dig into that one too. Um, but yeah, guys, for thank sure. you all so much. Um, for those of you guys listening to the podcast, um, please um, like uh, like the show, and if you have any topics you want us to discuss, you just um, hit me up in the messages, like send a voice message. And uh, we'll either include that on the audio so that we can talk about it, or um, it'll become the next topic one way or another. Um, This is Freddie Forte with uh, You Didn't Ask For My Opinion. On behalf of Caleb, who is here, (laughs) Ask, Bobby, and Carlos, thank you all so much for listening. And uh, we'll see you in the next couple of days, all right? Yay, best friends. News team, assemble. (laughs)